Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I am your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand, and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week, we have thought leaders, change instigators, and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive, and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love, and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning connection and resilience into your life and your business. As a way to thank our guests for their time, energy and wisdom, we would love to demonstrate our appreciation, gratitude and admiration. We would love to hear from you. What was your key takeout from today's session? By writing a review in Apple Podcasts with our guest's name and insight. And when you do, please make sure to take a photo and send your photo to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will send you a personalized cosmic blueprint for free. It's a report based on your unique birth chart to discover your true calling and how you can best make a difference in the world. Thank you. This week, as always, we have a super, super amazing guest for you. We have the beautiful Elizabeth April. Elizabeth is a 28-year-old who was born with extrasensory abilities. At a young age, she was able to see ghosts, spirits, and read energies from other people. Since childhood, she has developed these abilities into a wide array of skills from clairvoyance, past life regression, to precognition based on a wide variety of experiences. Elizabeth is most excited about exploring the topics of spiritual awakening, cosmic disclosure and quantum physics. Whether you are sitting in her audience watching her YouTube channel or reading her new book, you're not dying, you're just waking up. The insights channeled through her will leave you feeling in tune with limitless possibilities. Maybe you're dissatisfied with what you've been told you should be. Maybe you know there's something bigger out there waiting for you, but the people in your life just don't understand. Maybe you feel crazy or alone, like part of you is dying. You're not dying. You're just waking up. Even if you have seen her content before, it's time to strap in and hold on tight because this is not your average text. It's your soul's reminder of how powerful you are and of how much you already know. Stop living your life in safety and stagnation. Stop making choices through obligation and attachment. Step up, live your life to the fullest. You are ready and the world is waiting. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, today I am super excited about our guest. We've got the beautiful Elizabeth April. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you so much. Very excited to be here. I'm very excited to have you on the show. And uh, finally, we got on the show for our listeners. We had a little bit of a technical hiccup. 
but we have made it. So, Elizabeth, the way that we love to start the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So, Elizabeth, tell us, what inspired you to do what you do today? Yeah, so, you know, I was born in this life with extrasensory abilities. It just means that I was able to visually see and perceive energies around me. So things like seeing chakras and auras, uh, speaking to my spirit guides telepathically, um, even remembering some past lifetimes as well when I was a kid. Um, so I was, you know, I was always kind of the weird kid growing up and I always really questioned the reality around me. And at the age of 10, I decided to shut off all of my psychic and spiritual abilities. And that really just allowed me to fit in, to be normal, to actually have friends, uh, you know, and so that was really good. Um, but it also led to a lot of anxiety and depression. I felt like cutting myself off from the spiritual realm, you know, really cut my myself off from a really true, real part of myself. So it was like a process of, of losing myself um, when I decided to, to cut that, that off. And so then at 16, um, through a lot of anxiety, depression, um, speaking with doctors and therapists and psychologists and teachers and counselors, I uh, ended up stumbling across a past life regression opportunity. And it was my dad, who is an engineer, so a very odd kind of combination, but he also studied past life regression um, during his studies at university. And so he said, hey, you know, maybe this will help because I was just really lost at the time um, and forlorn about my future, basically. So in this hour and a half long past life regression, I went into multiple different lifetimes. And in each lifetime, I realized that I was able to gain access to information, insights through vibration visual, uh, through channeling, essentially. And I knew that once again at 16, that that was going to be my purpose, my mission, you know, in this life. And it's really beautiful, you know, coming full circle here. Um, I guess one more part of my story is at 18, a couple of years later, when I went away to university, I ended up going to a 10-day silent meditation retreat called Vipassana. And it's something that I had done in many previous lifetimes. So I wanted to re-experience it. And so I went away. And during the second night of that 10-day meditation, I ended up getting abducted uh, by aliens, by interdimensional beings. And that really started my quest on not just figuring out the, the reality of this planet, but really understanding what more is out there? What's really going on? If aliens do exist, why are they here? Um, and why are they interested in human beings? And really, who, who are we as human beings? And how did we get here? So a lot of kind of big life questions came to me after that. And I'm 28 now. It's been a 10-year journey uh, since then to really just kind of uh, unpack all of this information, um, being able to channel, ask questions, go to different dimensions, gain access to information. It's been, it's been an amazing journey so far, but you know, I just released my first book and it's called, You're Not Dying, You're Just Waking Up. And I feel like 
pretty much my whole life, but especially the beginning of my life, was feeling a lot of what humanity is feeling right now. Just all of this tumultuous doubt, questioning, this fear, this, you know, this unknown that we're all stepping into of what's really going to happen, you know, what's, what's next for us as a collective, or what's next for us as individuals. So, um, so it just feels like it was a really big full circle moment to be able to release that book and help others who have been struggling to figure out who they are and why they're here. And now I'm ready to kind of move on from the beginning stages of the awakening and help people deep dive into um, much more complex, convoluted, even uh, dabbling in a little bit of quantum physics topics um, to, to better understand why we're all here and how this all works. So yeah, so that's kind of where I am now. Uh, it's a lot, but um, I'm just really excited to be here. And I am so happy to see the world awakening and shifting and questioning um, as, as we all are at this time. Wow, Elizabeth, I have so many questions. <laughs> so I'm curious, uh, you were talking about your abduction, and and I know there's been a lot of talk, like the these um, talk about uh, the contact uh, that some individuals have had over, especially over the last couple of years, um, and um, there's been talk that there is closer. We're getting closer to having though, you know, for them to to uh, I guess them showing themselves to us when we are ready. Um, so when you went through and you were abducted what were some of the things that you found out from the aliens so what exactly is is our purpose here because I've, I've I can't even remember who it was that came on the show but I remember we were talking about how we were actually created by them initially as mm -hmm. an experiment yeah so my first um, abduction at 18 was very fear-based. It wasn't a very great experience. Um, basically, a low vibrational species took me, they put a chip into my ear, like a tracking device. Um, and then they just were curious, you know, they were curious what I was doing to, to shift my vibration the way that I had it at that time. And, uh, you know, eventually I got that, that chip removed and deactivated and all that stuff. But it was really just kind of the the door opening to aliens are here, they do exist. Once I really allowed that to settle into my belief, I started to have full on, um, you know, conscious experiences with many different species after then, after that. And so one of my biggest questions was, yeah, I mean, who are we really? And how did we get here? And uh, they've told me pretty much, uh, you know, a lot of the answers, at least that I know right now. And um, they said that, yes, initially, uh, I guess the, the biggest picture, because there's a lot of different agendas and layers that we can get into, but the biggest picture is that um, we were meant to be, as, as humans, we were meant to be this grand prophecy for the universe. And, um, and to be this grand prophecy, it's one species that has many different interdimensional DNAs within the species. And because we have some of the highest vibrational DNA within us, as well as some of the lowest vibrational DNA within us, uh, we are essentially this hybrid species. But even more than that, 
we are essentially um, a peace treaty for the universe. There has been many sort of contracts or treaties that were signed by some of the lowest species and the highest species in the universe to create peace, uh, to end the wars, uh, to really just get along. It's not about the light winning or the dark winning. It's about both the light and the dark coexisting simultaneously. All of these peace treaties in the past have failed. So there was a, a mystic, you could call her, it was a, a beautiful interdimensional being. Um, and she predicted that there was going to be one species to basically end the war of all wars. Um, and because we are essentially the children of the dark beings, the low vibrational species and the children of the highest vibrational species, we've basically had this never ending battle or war on planet earth since our inception. Um, and, and it's, it's been crazy, but we're now at this point where we're breaking free of this illusion. We're breaking free of this so-called matrix and we're waking up to who we really are and what that truth is, which is we are all very powerful divine beings um, who have incredible abilities within us and incredible DNA that has just been laying dormant, that is just waiting to unlock, which is going to give us our psychic and spiritual and, and all of those type of abilities. Um, but we have to realize that truth for ourselves. So a lot of people ask me, when is disclosure going to happen? And my answer to that is, it's already happening. It's happening right now. Um, it, it actually happened right when the internet came out. If you want to know something, it's out there. It's online. All you have to do is a little bit of digging, right? We're all waiting for these ships to fly over the sky, which they are every single day. Um, but we're waiting for this grand disclosure. And we all have to come to terms with this truth within ourselves in order to neutralize some of the fear-based frequencies behind something like aliens or another more powerful species than us. We got to let our, our egos go. So that means an individual disclosure first before we can get to the point where we've got a, a global or a collective disclosure on this planet. And, and right now, I just think that we're still collectively too full of fear to even get to that point. It's coming and that kind of disclosure is coming and it's coming fast, but we got to let go of a lot of fear before it fully happens. Yeah, I agree. And I think that you're right. It has started since the internet. And I think it's it's ramping up, but I think it's also um, it's coming out in different ways. You know, like I think mm -hmm. before we got on the show, we were talking about um, uh, study astrology, and through that, I remember we were talking about the financial. Um, you know, the, the market's going to crash, and we were looking. The corporations are going to change, and so you know, and all of these things are coming out. And I think that because we are so um the vibration is fear-based we're not ready for all the information either i don't i think our brains will pop i think that it's been trickled down slowly 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 and, and this is where you know they talk about the disclosure um, i think that slowly we'll start becoming more privy to information um there, you know there's there, there is there's definitely an awakening i think more and more people are starting to wake up but i think there's still it's, it's with the great awakening I see a great divide as well I'm seeing more of a division these days Elizabeth more than ever before and I don't know um, how to put it into words but 
yeah, it, it's it's like we've got to come together, and I just feel that that's going to take some time. I think it's going to take a few years because there is this great divide. What do you think? What do you think about this great divide that's taking place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we could really say that you know the polarity started in an extreme way at the beginning of the the Trump era, right? Um, I mean, talk about polarity. And now we're polarized in all of the other ways as well, especially related to what's happening, um, you know, globally. So we have to swing on two ends of both sides of the spectrum collectively in order to say, you know what, it's not worth it, right? I mean, even all of the people who are awakened, who are fighting so hard fighting and putting all their energy behind, you know, don't do this and don't do that, or, you know, don't wear a mask. And, 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 and that means sovereignty and freedom. And I, and I totally understand that. And I really don't find myself on either side of the fence because I don't have the energy and the time to waste fighting something that's already taking place when I'm doing the work within myself. Because once you connect to pure source within yourself, you have a much bigger picture than just seeing or being fearful of one side of things. I don't deny that there is a dark, you know, elite agenda at play here. Um, but I also see that there is a much higher, a more pure agenda at play here. Um, so the division is essentially to pivot humanity back into a state of neutrality. So whether you're on the side fighting for the light or you know thinking that you're fighting for the light or you're on the side fighting for the dark or against the dark or with the dark, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's the fighting that is distracting your vibration from connecting to the infinite oneness of all that is. Do you know, I, it's, it's, I so agree with that. And I've been saying this for, um, for quite a while now, um, is to stay in your centre because everything is a dichotomy and, you, you know, whether it's good or bad or, or whatever that may be, you know, and there's going to be two sides. There's always going to be two sides to whatever is taking place. And I think that I'm the same as you were talking about before. It's, it's like I don't have the energy to, to go either way. But I know that for me it's about staying in your centre, which is, not not being outside of you within yourself looking external of what's taking place because I really believe that if we all stay in our center this is how we help raise the vibration um and and, and I really believe that uh, people being pulled out of the center whether it's news or stories or all whatever's going on and it's exactly what you were saying we can't control externally what's going on it's already taking place but what we can control is about, um, I guess, what we feed our brain, what we feed our, our, our soul, the words we use, all of the things that we've got control within ourselves. So I love the way that you explained that. I would love to get a better understanding is how do you let go of ego? You talked about like we need to just let go of ego. How does one do that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um <laughs> I've worked a lot on this in my own life to the point where when I was first reawakening um, around 18, I tried to actually kill my ego. I'm like, well, if all my suffering is coming from emotion and reaction and attachment, let's just get rid of it all. You know, let's just completely kill the ego. So for two years, uh, between basically like 18 and 20, um, I tried to get rid of my ego. 
and I lost all of my friends. I lost touch with my family. I was completely disconnected and removed from reality. I literally became a robot. I only did things that were efficient and effective and that made sense. And I was only connecting with, you know, um, higher forms of information. I, my human was gone and it was the worst. It was probably the best and the worst thing that I could have ever done. Um, after that two years, you know, I thought I was just going to live the rest of my life like that. And after that two years, I tuned in with myself in a meditation and I saw my, my inner child crying, you know, and I said, Elizabeth, like, what's, what's wrong? What's going on? And she said, you don't love me. You don't care about me. You're not here for me. And I said, oh, but I am, I do love you. I mean, we're here, we're in it together. And, you know, she basically brought up all of the points of not listening, not, not really paying attention to the human and the wants and the needs and, and not going to those deeper, more emotional levels. And I realized that I had completely lost myself in trying to get rid of that ego. And so a lot of people, you know, maybe if they're not on their awakening journey, they would assume that the ego is like, oh, well, you've got a big ego. That's not what it is at all. Um, all of all our ego is, in my uh, definition, would be it's our it's our human identity. Um, and so if you think about what your identity is, is, well, I'm a mother or I'm an entrepreneur or I'm a podcaster or I'm a coach or I am a, you know, I'm someone who loves wearing bright red socks, you know. So every element, every aspect of our reality is culminating to create this one identity of who we think we are in moment to moment. The problem with that is if you said, I am a coffee drinker and I love my coffee and I have t-shirts that say that I love coffee or don't wake me up without my coffee and every day I wake up and I drink a coffee. What if you're in a different country and you have no access to coffee? <laughs> what happens? You have a little mini ego death. You cannot fill the void or the aspect of your identity with the thing that you're attached to. So the way that I try and live my life these days is to really fully honor the human by respecting and observing and being with and sitting with and feeling out the emotions um, and to have all of the human experiences, um, to even experience attachment, to experience joy, to experience sadness, but to not attach to any one of those experiences as an aspect of my identity. So I would say that the best place that we can be in to always come back to neutrality is something called, something that I would call a transient identity. In this moment, I'm a coffee drinker because I have coffee in my cup. In an hour from now, I'm gonna be a tea drinker because I'm gonna have tea in my cup. Uh, in one moment, I'm a daughter because I'm speaking to my mother. And in the next moment, I'm a mother because I'm speaking to my daughter, right? So let's get away from the attachment of identity, which always leaves us stuck in one way or another because we create expectation around the identity that we think that we are. Um, and anytime we can't validate the expectation of our identity, it leads into depression and questioning and, and spiraling and all of that. So if you're in a place where you're completely detached but connected uh, in moment to moment, that is, in my opinion anyway, that is true freedom. And that is, I think, a place that I'm striving to get to in my own life and a place that I try and teach other people to get to as well. 
I love that. I love asking our guests, uh, especially when we, as soon as I hear the word ego, I love hearing their understanding of ego and uh, I love the way that you described it. And I do, I love the transient identity. Absolutely. We, there's no attachment. It is, it is uh, I feel that there's more flexibility, there's agility when we're transient. And, and that's what our, our greatest self is. It is, it's, it's transient. It's not stuck in one place. It's ever flowing. Very different. I love that. Thank you. You also talked about quantum physics. So when you, and I know that like for, and we've, we've talked about this on the show, so our listeners will be uh, quite um, uh, comfortable with uh, hearing this again. Um, but we do talk about, um, you know, I guess for, for me, I started when I was in my, my, I think I was 16, when I started doing all of this spiritual work and I was on my spiritual path and I even had a healing centre and all of this stuff. But it was very back then looked upon as woo-woo. Um, and so now when you, you've got, and I always say, you know, spiritual it has merged with science, that's because we've got quantum physics now that we can talk about it so it's not so woo-woo. So when you explain quantum physics, what are some of the things that you speak about? Yeah, you know, and I totally agree with you. Even studies like the placebo effect, I feel like, first of all, I'm like, why isn't the entire world talking about the placebo effect? Because the studies done are absolutely mind-blowing and they back up my strong belief in the fact that we we create the reality around us through our belief, through what we observe, through what we what we know to be true, no matter how right or wrong it is. So um, yeah, it's just really interesting how the science is out there to back us up. Now, because I'm clairvoyant, what that means is that I see everything that I know with my third eye. It's a blessing and a curse because, you know, a picture gives a thousand words, but I need to find the right words to interpret that image. Now, when it comes to quantum physics, the study of the smallest, you know, matter particles, vibrations of the universe, um, we're not even half, uh, you know, where we need to go basically within quantum physics, uh, but it excites me so, so much. And I will receive all of the pictures, the images in my mind's eye, in my third eye of what you know, something like simulation theory or Schrodinger's cat theory or simultaneous time, what that looks like at a particle based level. So I've had some pretty incredible conversations with some physicists throughout the years um, who are pretty amazed that I just channel what I know, basically. And uh, the things that I love talking about the most in relation to quantum physics is um, something that I call quantum looping, which means that um, <laughs> it means that we can override both space and time with our conscious observation. So the applications to quantum looping are really, truly infinite, and it is difficult to explain in such a short period of time. But one of the, um, one of the things that we can do with quantum looping is, say, for example, if you had a father who was 85 years old, and, you know, his mobility is getting less and less. What is possible, okay, is that you could be at your home as the daughter of your father, who's 85 and aging. You could have a picture of your father, maybe a picture of him at 45, and you start to do quantum energy healing work on him. And you do this by way of quantum looping. So you take 
his agility, his movement, his capabilities, his heart, his liver, his all of his things at 45, and you loop him at 85 back into that timeline at 45. We can do this at an energetic level, and I have seen very astonishing improvements um, and, and pretty spectacular transitions after applying different techniques in the realm of quantum looping. And that's just that's just with healing, right? There are many different ways. Like um, for me, I go to visit my uh, past self, whether it be a past lifetime, a childhood version of me, or a version of me that was two months ago. Um, I also tend to visit my future self, whether it be me in 10 years, me in a lifetime from now, me in 10 lifetimes from now. Um, I'm able to basically quantum loop energetically in an instant and gain access to information throughout all of the past present and future layers of myself, um, because I truly am in this position where I believe, I observe, and I experience time as an illusion. I experience time in a simultaneous fashion rather than a linear fashion, which really gives me um, a lot of incredible uh, capabilities. And, and I know that everyone has these capabilities within them. So I teach that as well. Um, so that's just one aspect of quantum physics that I, I really love teaching and that I believe is possible. Wow. Um, that's amazing. So when you're talking about quantum looping, because I'm, I'm getting a visual uh, like a timeline so we can go back into our past mm -hmm. and actually drop into that uh, yeah. event, whatever comes up. And because obviously we have different eyes today as what we did say 10, 20 years ago. So you can actually drop into that timeline, that time and give it a different meaning because you have the different, I guess, different resources. Um, and there, thus, once you can give it a different meaning, then you're obviously healing that timeline. Is, is that what, what I'm just trying to understand what you were talking about when you're talking about quantum looping. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, what you're talking about is going back at a, a you know vibrational energetic level. This is great with trauma, right? If you had a major trauma at the age of 23 and you were to go back as yourself now and um, and actually neutralize the frequency of that trauma, it's going to have huge effects on your current life emotionally, energetically at a block based level. But we can also quantum loop into other timelines to bring forth a physical. At, a, uh, at an actual like, cellular biological level, uh, we can bring those kind of elements back. It's kind of like reverse aging um, as far as quantum looping. So we can quantum loop in the past at an energetic emotional level, which is where I started my quantum looping. Then I started to realize the kind of physical effects that also happen when we quantum loop um, and we connect different versions of ourself and we amalgamate them to the present. So it's not like you wake up, you know, uh, looking like you're 45, um, but at an internal level, the functioning um, really tends to improve uh, dramatically. So I would say start at a quantum looping level at an energetic frequency first. Um, show yourself that you really believe in this technique. Show yourself that you know that it's possible. Once you hold and maintain that belief, then you can start to really work on the more physical. Because, because the 3D physical world is denser, it takes a lot longer, a lot more concentration, a lot more energy, a lot more work to transmute uh, the physical. 
working with the energetic, vibrational, emotional, it's instant, you know, it's pretty incredible. And it's the same rules that apply with manifestation. If you want to manifest an image, if you want to manifest uh, an emotion, a vibration, you can do that all instantly. If you want to manifest a physical object, it, it will take some time uh, that we have to navigate through in order to actually bring what you're imagining into this density. Uh, but it is all possible. So Elizabeth, maybe um, to get, for our listeners and for myself, could you give mm-hmm. just give us high level? How do we do that? Is is this all via uh, a visualization technique? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, so a, a visualization really works. Like I said, I really recommend uh, you know everyone who's listening to this, if you haven't already, sit in meditation, quiet your mind. It's so 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 important to remove yourself from the current state of being. Now I do this through putting myself into a trance because I have uh, the background in hypnosis regression, past life regression therapy. So um, you know, so I put myself into a trance. But any sort of meditation will help you do that. The second that you are disconnected or removed from this state of being as your age, your density, your body in this realm right now, then you're really open to exploring um, other frequencies. Like I said, the first thing that I recommend everyone do is go back into trauma timelines to give yourself extra love. Uh, You may not see anything. You may not feel anything. You may not hear anything right away. Everyone has their own abilities. Some people only hear things in their clear audience. Some people only feel things in their body and their clear sentient or just know things. So everyone's different. Um, but you do this often enough and you start to clear those trauma layers. And because you're no longer stuck with those trauma layers anymore, you're really free to go to other planets to speak to your spirit guides. But we don't realize how much work, people call it shadow work, we have to do before we can be as free as just going where we want to go. Deal with the denser layers first, the trauma layers, then you can do things like healing yourself um, from other and old versions of yourself. There's one more thing that I would recommend as well, which is really cool. And it is, it's also quantum looping, um, but it's, I would call it more like timeline hopping. And so this gets also kind of uh, convoluted, but in order to really understand what is possible, um, say, for example, you wake up in the morning And you've got the choice, once again, going back to the coffee or the tea, right? Now, when you make the choice, say, for example, your choice in that moment is tea, there is another timeline that is simultaneously coexisting where you actually chose the coffee instead. Now, the coolest thing about understanding that all of these timelines are simultaneously existing is that we can hop in and out of these different timelines uh, when we start to get really good at this technique. So the first step is just recognizing I could have worn this shirt or this shirt or 10 other shirts today, right? So just recognizing and being aware of the choices, the options in front of you. Now, I believe that we can get so good at this technique, okay, that if I choose the coffee in the morning and an hour later, I sit in meditation, I quiet my mind, I remove, I'm objective, da, 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 whatever, I do the techniques, 
I believe that I can hop into the timeline where I chose the T. So in that moment, through not observing my current reality, the, the liquid in my mug goes from coffee to tea just by sitting there and hopping into a different simultaneous parallel timeline. So that's potentially where we could go. And that also explains the Mandela effect, which I've talked uh, extensively about on YouTube. Um, but yeah, so quantum physics and the possibilities of different timelines and energies and simultaneous time itself. I mean, it really truly is infinite. And um, I'm going to be releasing a book, you know, at some point in time, going over all of these different techniques as well. Wow, I love that. Thank you for explaining. I've got a visual now. So when you, as soon as you explain the tea and the coffee thing, that I got a big aha moment. So thank you very much for that. Yeah. So the other question I had for you too, uh, and we talked about a little bit about the Galactic Federation. So I um, I'm curious as to what are some of the messages um, for us all that you are receiving from the Galactic Federation? Mm -hmm. um, the biggest message, especially this past year, has been everything that's happening is happening according to, according to the highest uh, agenda or the highest plan available to us. Now, depending on your frequency and your state of being as you're observing this reality, we could all very easily say, really? This is the best case scenario, you know? Um, we could also look at it and say, um, you know, of course the agenda is playing out. This is the worst possible agenda that could play out. It's the elite, you know, Illuminati agenda. And, uh, and so there's many different perceptions, but the biggest thing is this world is ready to shift. And in order for every system within this world to shift, we need a huge disrupt. And to be honest, I know that there's a lot of suffering and pain out there, but the disrupt that is happening is helping to clear space for new solutions to come uh, basically to the surface, right? Things like free energy, things like, um, you know, different um, currency systems, things like, um, you know, different uh, education uh, systems, you know, environmental systems. We really need an overhaul in all of the systems. And this is the only way that we're going to be able to do it is, is what's happening right here, right now. So, um, yeah, so I, I, you know, that's one of their main messages is hold tight. You're here for a reason. You're special, you're divine, which is not, not to me, but to everyone. Um, and you're, you're ascending. And so just remember that you're exactly where you need to be. And there's not even anything that we need to do or say as an old soul, as a star seed, as a light worker, um, to really hold the vibration here. Um, I did have to, and I call it yelling, even though I don't, I don't yell, but I, I had to yell at some people um, at the end of 2020. And it was really the energy of the Galactic Federation. And the message was, 
stop holding fear or worrying about what's taking place on the planet right now, because you have all of these awakened or awakening souls who are all fearful of the worst possible case, which is our freedoms being taken away, you know, uh, mandatory vaccines, you know, and I get it because we see it uh, rolling out, um, but we're feeding the paradigm. If that's what we're observing, if that's what we're reacting to, we're feeding the paradigm. So there had to be kind of this reset energy in December of 2020 to say, stop feeding the paradigm, stop holding fear, you know, hold as much love and light in your own heart as possible, which also means we have to get rid of any and all survivalistic mentalities within our own environment, which means that if you don't have a stable living situation, if you don't feel secure financially, if you can't afford, you know, food and water and just the basic necessities, screw spirituality, focus on the highest intention and vibration in your own personal physical life, because there is a potential of bypassing what is really important, which is taking care of the human. You can't awaken or hold the highest vibration of the world if you're holding fear of how am I going to pay my bills next month, right? So it really truly does all have to be a balance. And it's not just about connecting with your Palladian guides if you're struggling at a human level. So take care of the human, bring in, you know, some of the beliefs and spirituality and the understandings into your human physical life, um, but make sure that you're being taken care of at that physical level first and then it's a no-brainer to raise your vibration and help the rest of the world ascend, um, you know, through holding the highest frequency. But, you know, all of this unnecessary worry and projection and fear around the different agendas and what's taking place is really just ultimately lowering the vibration, especially of some of the highest vibrational beings on this planet. And honestly, we don't have time for that, you know? So it's uh, it's been very, uh, the word would be sharp. It's been very sharp messages in the past, you know, six to eight months um, to humanity these days. And I love it because I learn something new every time I communicate with them. And I am truly just a messenger. It has nothing to do with me. And, you know, there are many other um, channelers who are all receiving and sending the same sort of messages, which is really beautiful. We all have access to the same source. So it really truly is about living your best life and holding the best intentions for the planet to shift in a very easy and graceful manner. Mm, I love that. And it's so true because you were speaking about, you know, we're hybrids, we've got high and low vibrations within us. And I really do believe it depends on which one you're going to, to, to feed, I guess. And then therefore, um, once again, it's if we're, if we're feeling ourselves with fear, then we're projecting that into our environment. And this goes back to those timelines you were talking about. We, we, we're stuck in this a particular timeline where we could actually look after our physical body, uh, the way that we, you know, drop the fear and, um, and we can shift our vibration into a higher timeline if we are uh, becoming more conscious of, um, I guess, what we're projecting as well. I'm curious, have you, um, uh, well, I'm sure you have, but uh, is, do you, what would be, because I've heard about the monoliths that are appearing and disappearing all over the place. What is your take on the monoliths? What are the purpose of the monoliths? 
Uh, yeah, so I did tune into that, um, especially when it, it first happened. And I didn't see any, there was no particular vibration. There was no beings who wanted to talk to me about it. There was nothing kind of makes me believe that it was um, specifically human oriented. But what's beautiful about, you know, all of that is it went viral and it got the conversation going as to is this an alien artifact? Is this a message? Uh, and it really opened people's minds about, hey, something like this can go viral and we can really question things. And um, this kind of disclosure is happening. And I went over to my um, my rolfer. So I, I get rolfing done. And, you know, and he's a very, uh, very simple man. And, and, you know, he's not Christian or anything, but, you know, he's open minded enough. And I always rant and rave and talk about aliens and the awakening and, you know, the things that you talk about during a massage, basically. And, um, and so he tells me that he, you know, he watches the news all the time and he says, yeah, you wouldn't imagine every time I turn on the TV, you know, I'm hearing some sort of new, new information or news or some sort of clip that someone, you know, uh, put into the news station about aliens. I mean, aliens are the hottest topic right now. And I was surprised. I don't watch the news. I don't know what's going on out there. But he's saying NBC, CBC, ABC, all the, the BCs are all really these crazy, um, you know, alien disclosure videos and stuff like that to the mainstream. So it's really exciting um, just to kind of see people waking up and questioning and, um, and moving forward with this, this information and what's possible. I'm the same, Elizabeth. I don't watch the news. I think we've, we've both talked about that. I'm way too sensitive to watch the news. Uh, but I, I have been hearing about it um, from, and you're right, you know, there's a lot more talk about, um, you know, aliens and the Galactic Federation, and it is, and, it's, it, it's, it, that, and that could be that, you know, the awakening that's also taking place um, that everyone's talking about. So the other question I had for you, darling, is what's been your greatest lesson learned thus far throughout your most adventurous journey? That is a great question. There's been a lot of lessons <laughs> and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more, but I think the number one, the greatest lesson I have ever learned, it would be the balance between the human, the physical and the spiritual, you know? Um, and I know I just said three things, but it's really just the two. It's the physical and the spiritual. It's the physical and the non-physical, the human and the intergalactic or the soul. Um, it's two sides of the coin. And I think that we are so easy within our own awakening to skyrocket and want to learn everything that there is to know about uh, spirituality and energy and vibration and frequency and aliens and dimensions and all of it, that we, we really do end up bypassing and missing uh, one of our greatest gifts, which is being in a physical body. And I am so that person after my whole, you know, ego death, trying to kill my identity sort of experience that I make it a point of stopping and smelling every flower that I pass by, of stopping and talking to the trees telepathically and feeling the wind on my face and experiencing the extremes of hot and cold temperature or, you know, how yummy food can really taste with all of the different textures and flavors and flavors. 
you know, I, I really, really love and am, am constantly in a state of in love with my human experience. And I just, that to me is so liberating because I know so many old souls and starseeds struggle every day with their human experience and their identities and their limitations. And I feel for them because I was once there. My greatest lesson ever is learning to love my human in all of its capacities and all of its limitations, learning to love this experience just as much as I love being a soul and having that kind of freedom and traveling around the different dimensions. Really, truly finding a balance with both is the most profound experience I think anyone can ever have. I love it. And I love the fact that you call it my human. That is just so beautiful. Um, <laughs> I just love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, Elizabeth, as we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you, my dearest? Um, it's a good question. I, I guess the word that comes is inspiring, um, you know, and that's definitely my, my mission is really to inspire others to raise their vibration and to understand how special and how powerful they are. Mm, I love that. Thank you. And the last question we always love to ask our women of inspiration is to share three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be three practical exercises that you would like to leave for our audience today? Yeah, so the first one would be um, just a reminder to constantly remind yourself that you are exactly where you need to be. There is this always this need to be doing something more, to have something different, to be somewhere else. And we always need that reminder that we are enough. We are exactly where we need to be. And instantly the blanket of heaviness and anxiety gets lifted when you remind yourself, I am exactly where I need to be. So that's definitely nugget number one. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then nugget number two uh, would be, it would be balance, balance in all ways. I mean, I think to a lot of people, it's, it's a lot just dealing with your day-to-day -day life, with feeding yourself, with making money, with going to work, with taking care of the kids, with doing the laundry. I mean, that's, that's enough as it is, but all of a sudden you step into the spiritual world and now you have to be aware of your thoughts, be aware of your reactions, be aware of your actions, be aware of your emotions, be aware of everything in between. And it's really on overdrive. So the second nugget of information would be really take the time to bring yourself back into balance. And the best ways that I do that is, um, you know, things like nature and animals. You will never get uh, some sort of projection from a tree or um, a, a need or a want from a dog, maybe other than more treats, you know. And so nature and animals for me is the best way. And, and even art as well. Art really helps me to, to bring that balance into the two worlds that I'm constantly dipping in and out of. So that's nugget number two. And then uh, nugget number three would be truly, 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 you know, coming from me, if you're listening to this now, this is going straight to your soul, that you are powerful. 
And there should never be a moment in your day, in your week, in your month, where you doubt your capabilities. You know far more than you've ever seen. You are so much stronger than you think you are. There are so many aspects within you that are just waiting to come out, but it requires the belief within yourself. The second that you doubt yourself, you hold back the belief in your own capabilities and you hold back your own expression and freedom to just be. So I want to remind everyone just how powerful they are. And the only way, the only thing that you need to do right now to fully dive in and experience that power is to let go of any and all doubt and to remove yourself from anything and everything that makes you feel doubtful until you have the strength to step back into that situation and dynamic and show your strength. So the strength is is not just how strong you are, it's also in the vulnerability and the awareness and the confidence that you can tackle anything and you already have because your intuition led you here. So that would be the three kind of top things right now that I really feel like people need to know. Wow, I love all three. And Elizabeth, I, it's funny, I just wrote something uh, the other day about doubt, how we, when we second guess ourselves, when we doubt ourselves, we're just creating this block of who our thought, you know, of us trying to be our authentic self. So um, I, it very, very much resonates with me. So thank you so very much. Where would be the best place for our listeners to find you? Yeah, so I recommend, um, you know, if you want to check out my new book, it's all over Amazon. I also have a um, an audio book coming out in the next couple of months. And then for all like tons of free information, I highly recommend YouTube for all of that. And if you want to dive deeper with me, I recommend my YouTube membership. So that's kind of the main way, but I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all of the other things too, depending on what people like. Thank you so much. As you know, before we got on the show, I was uh, saying to you that I think you're extraordinary. And for our listeners, please check her out. Absolutely amazing. Elizabeth, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, sharing your wealth of wisdom. And I know, I know that people are going to reach out. So thank you so, so very much. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit that subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at 
www.thepodcast.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Catherine Plano. Until next week, please take care of yourself. Much love and gratitude. Thank you.